0: In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I wanna invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to UGurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. It's good to be back after a couple of weeks off to host our annual you Summit event here in Denver, Colorado. It was an amazing, amazing time. Hopefully, we'll have an opportunity to cue you into some of that great stuff. Uh, but today we are joined with uh, an entrepreneur, Ben Fox. Um, he's formerly from the hosting company Site5. He founded that company and scaled it to over 140 people. Um, he has uh, spent most of his career in the web hosting industry and sold quite a few businesses. He's currently exploring some new ideas after selling that company. Uh, and in uh, in June of 2017, uh, he's also run 100 percent of his businesses remote, which will hopefully have an opportunity. Uh, talk about as well. Uh, Welcome to the program, Ben. Thanks for having
1: me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So Ben, um, uh, you and I have have talked about a lot of things related to business. And one of the reasons that I asked you to come on the show today uh, was to talk about one very specific topic uh, around business partnerships. You recently launched a website called healthybusinesspartnerships.com. Uh, and I'm curious, uh, was this because you have run an amazing partnership that you thought the world needed this website?
1: <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's more that I had a partnership that disintegrated in, in one of the worst ways uh, imaginable, and I, I want to do what I can to try to bring more of that to light so we can hopefully uh, help people avoid it.
0: Partnerships are. Uh, would you say they're a tricky thing, or um, yeah? I guess how how would you describe your experience with a business partner?
1: Yeah, well, I always always joke with my wife that uh, my first marriage was my business partnership, and <laughs> and she she has gained so much uh, from what I learned from that. Uh, but I really do think they're like a marriage, um, and maybe maybe even in some ways harder um, because you have this other weird thing entangled into it, um, the business.
0: So take us back to uh, how your partnership formed that kind of became the basis of this website you've now gone on to create. Uh, take us back to kind of through that story a bit, because I would love to give our, our listeners some background into your story. And then I'd love to talk a little bit specifically about uh, some ins and outs of partnerships based on what you've, you've learned now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I... Uh, I have a good friend that I formed a business partnership with shortly after college. Um, I had had a business for a while that uh, had done some hosting stuff and then some consulting at some point um, and you know, basically convinced him, hey, we should try to do this. And we started doing it. And then we uh, formed a 50-50 partnership to pursue it further. Um, and that lasted, man, I think about at least 10 years. Um, you know, We sold a couple of businesses um, and then we bought a rather big one. And then we kind of hit uh, a bit of a breaking point. Um, but yeah, we went for a long time. Uh, do you want me to just go ahead and jump into the breaking point? or
0: You know, well, yeah, we will definitely yeah. get to that. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's interesting how you worded um, the forming of the partnership because I feel like I know at least for myself, I met my business partner in high school and you know we didn't know anything about business. It was like, oh, you're doing some web stuff. I'm doing some web stuff. We should do some web stuff together. And, and I think we, at least right. for my own story, I was very naive about uh, what is required to run a business or to run a business full time. And so when you formed your company with your partner, uh, did you have any intentions or agreements about how things would run or was it kind of a handshake let's start some businesses together.
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, so I, I had been running kind of a smaller business for about four years cause I got started pretty young. Um, and I, I, this is, uh, my, my friend was somebody I think we had room together in college for gosh, the last five years before we formed the business, you know, I, I consider him as, you know, as close as a brother. Um, so no, none of that kind of came up in my head. Nobody like cautioned me to it. We were just like, no, we can do this. Um, You know, we we're probably using the stock S Corp agreement. Um, but yeah, I didn't really didn't really have anything there. We just knew we could work together. We were friends and it just kind of rolled from there. But yeah, not a lot of thought at the time. Um, we were pretty young.
0: So now take us to you mentioned the breaking point. Sounds like there was a, a at least a single moment in time or maybe a small short span of time where things didn't um, they ended up having you split up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, over the next 10 years, you know, we did some really cool stuff. We worked together. Um, and at some point, you know, this this business we had eventually bought and, and grown quite a bit. Um, it just became busier and busier. And, and we didn't start, you know, we didn't connect as well. And basically there was this moment. I, re- I remember it because it was my brother's birthday and he happened to be in town. Um, and my business partner gave me a call and was, you know, having a bit of a panic attack. Um, and just not in a good place. And I, and it just caught me off guard. Um, and I just remember talking to him and just working through it and just being super worried because this guy is, he's just usually a rock. He's usually my rock. Um, and it was a very, uh, surprising event. And I remember spending the rest of the day, just super worried and at my brother's birthday party, trying to call him. Cause I was, I was just so worried about him and I couldn't get a hold of him. Um, and it was just, I, I, that, that day is etched in my memory because it was kind of the start of of uh difficulties between us uh and mostly in relation to the business and what we were doing with it
0: so around that time what um i don't know if you're open to sharing but what what roles did both of you fulfill within the business were you were you both like leadership of the company i mean you you'd mentioned that or maybe i mentioned that you were a 140 person company that's that's a pretty decent sized company uh were were you guys both operating as leaders of the business or what did that look like
1: yeah so you know we had as we had grown, we had really changed that quite a bit because um, when we first got started, you know we were splitting kind of high- level decisions, but I was CEO kind of responsible for day to day and he was doing a lot of uh, programming uh, to build applications we needed to keep the company running smoothly. Um, and as we got bigger and bigger, we started building out a management team and those people started getting a lot of responsibility, and he still focused um on programming plus we eventually formed like an internal board for our management team so so by that time you know with 100 and i think it was about 135 people um you know we had this internal board that was you know your typical cto a couple vps uh, chief software developer and myself and my business partner um and then otherwise though i was responsible for running the data to company and he was responsible kind of for special programming projects um so it was a we were, we were pretty isolated looking back, um, you know, from each other in some ways.
0: You, you mentioned he called you on this day and it doesn't sound like that was a very pleasant conversation. Um, any idea what was going on for him at that time or how, like, was he just wanting out of the business? Was it, um, was it something else?
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard to say. And I try to be really, really fair to I, I tried course, to figure where yeah. he was coming from. Um, you know, we've we talked a lot, we did mediation later on and and it's hard to say still. Um he's an incredibly smart guy. Um, and I think, you know, based on some of the conversations we had, the the cleanest kind of reason I've gotten is that he for years had this stuff building up and he just didn't bring it up and I didn't bring it up because I didn't see it. And it, it eventually it just built up until it exploded. Um, and there were also some significant events happening in his personal life. Um, and so I think that that was putting a ton of pressure on him there as well. Plus he wasn't sure what he wanted with the business and all that stuff just created like an explosion. Um, and not even like I want this and we're not doing it more just, I'm not happy emotionally and I don't know what to do with it. Um, that's what I, what I think from my perspective, at least.
0: How did you handle that?
1: Well at first it was it was it was coming from a place of concern and just trying to get him some time off to to kind of sort through some of that stuff because it wasn't all about the business at first and what happened is within about I think 30 to 45 days he took some time off we kept talking you know just trying to make sure he was in a good place and at some point uh, about a, a month and a half later it started turning uh, instead to be um all my fault, uh, which was the real bad twist. Um, and that's when it just got very, uh, attacking, very personal, um, and a lot of stuff about the business coming out, but what it felt like was, uh, emotional drivers behind it, not logical. That makes sense.
0: What did you do, um, to kind of handle this situation? I mean, it sounds like some of it was outside of your control, you're yep. sounds like you're in the CEO position. You're trying to keep the business headed in, 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 a direction. Um, what were some of the things that you tried to do to maybe fix or correct the situation?
1: Yeah. Um, it was super hard. So, and I'm not, I'm not recommending these. Uh, I'll talk more about what I recommend. Um, some of these, I think were good and some were bad. So one thing I had to do was I had to cut off phone contact, um, because the phone calls were just, um, just getting too intense and and we weren't, it was, nothing was happening to him. It was mostly just yelling. Um, and I couldn't, even if I repeated things back to him later, it didn't seem like he remembered them. Um, and so we, I, you know, I basically ceased that. I said, we got to go to email. Um, I started looking for a mediator, uh, so that I could meet him face to face and we kind of talk things and reconnect. Um, that was, that was the immediate thing I did. I started talking to, uh, I was part of a support group, um, Vistage and EO or, or, some of those organizations. And so you join a group with uh, eight or nine other entrepreneurs, sometimes me as 12. Um, and so I started really getting involved in that group about what I, what I should be doing, um, which helped quite a bit. And then beyond that, um, I really had to split. Uh, I felt like I had to split the problem between personal and professional um, because I had all these people at work counting on me, you know, people's mortgages, their livelihoods, all that kind of thing. It was a very Um, weird position to be in um, because I almost felt like I had to separate uh, myself into we have this organization um, and I have to make sure it's protected. And then I also, you know, care deeply for my business partner and my friend. um, And I don't know what to do here, but, you know, everything I'm trying is not working on the personal level. So at the very least, I need to make sure this doesn't, you know, uh, mess up the company. Um, So I really just focused on running things and then trying to solve with him, but trying to keep the business out of it as much as possible. Oh, and I, I should say too. I I also got a personal coach um, because a lot of the things he said uh, were about my you know management style, about how I was doing, um, pretty pretty personal attacks. And so, it really, you know, he's he's such a good friend. It shook my confidence and uh, my abilities. And so, one of the things I did was it was to hire a, a CEO coach and just get a full 360 review of myself. Work with her to identify things. Um, and uh, that helped considerably.
0: So out of, out of the things that you did, um, I, I'm curious. So the the you said you, you went to a mediator, so somebody to kind of mm-hmm. talk between the two of you or have you both at the table. How, how did that function?
1: Yeah, that was a great experience. Um, it, it definitely helped us. Um, I waited a little too long to do that because I was just so stressed. We did that kind of late summer, so about five months after things had gone banned. And I, I wish so much that I had sped that up to a month or two. Um, so we did face-to-face. We hung out for about uh, two days with the mediator. He just did a lot of exercises to help us reconnect to, you know, the relationship we did have um, and then talk about the problems. Um, and then he worked uh, 1v1 with my business partner to try to get through some of the things that he was trying to decide and that were obviously bothering him. Um, so it was a, it was a really good experience in terms of helping us to reconnect. Um, and and unfortunately I think it was just a a little too late. Um, it still helped tremendously because at that point we got back to, okay, now we can talk this out. Now we can hang out a little bit. Um, but it was still, it was still pretty hard to have those hard conversations. And I think, I think it didn't succeed as much because my business partner was still not sure what he wanted to do. It was almost like, I'm very unhappy but I don't know exactly why, and I don't know exactly what I want to do.
0: How did you? Uh, how did it come to pass that you parted ways? Was it, um, you know, while you were still running the business? Was there some other event that had to take place in order to resolve this?
1: Yeah, um, it was honestly the amount. Well it was a couple of things. It was one, I was hoping to still, you know, salvage my relationship with him as a friend, um, cause it was really important to me. Um, so that was a big driver. And then the second was with this increased stress. I also a couple months after this started, got, had a, had a doctor tell me I either had cancer tumors or Crohn's disease. So I was going through my own crisis, you know, um, and it's hard for me not to think the the massive levels of stress didn't, didn't help push that forward. So at some point, I, I just, in terms of self-care, I was looking at myself and saying, this is not worth it. Um, it's not worth it to both sacrifice this friendship and it's not worth it, you know, to sacrifice my body and my well being." Um, so towards the end of the year, as we kind of got through some of the mediation and things were getting a little more clear, I realized that I just couldn't continue in a partnership with them for either of those things to get better um things were just not improving you know and it had been 10 or 11 months and at that point i started to talk to him uh, about a buyout so that i could buy you know his portion um we ended up um talking about that you know for two or three months and i just couldn't couldn't make the uh the numbers work um i had just started a family i had just gotten uh married that year as well um and at that point, I realized, well, the best way to to kind of exit this is if we sell, and it was, you know, a good time to sell, and so started moving forward on that, um, and that's that's kind of where we ended up.
0: I mean, I you know, I wanted to cover how the, the importance <laughs> of a healthy partnership today, but that's just crazy to hear from your story with this company that ultimately this issue could not be solved for either of you to stay in the business that you literally had to sell the business in order to solve this problem.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also a, you know, it wasn't, that's not in any way just his fault. That's also for where I was coming from, Sure. Um, you know, looking, looking back now for, you know, some of the tools, some of the resources I have, I think I could have done a much better job. You know, both from uh, talking to him, getting some additional resources in there. But at the time, you know, gosh, it was so stressful, and you know, I had health things, I was getting married. It was just so much crashing around uh, that even though we were having you know these limited conversations, we still couldn't couldn't quite get to the uh, the core stuff. Um, and I just decided that was the the best thing to do. It was a very hard decision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine, right? To, to yeah. find yourself in a position of, I mean, because there's obviously a lot of ways that a buyout could happen, but to find yourself in a position of just saying that you have to literally, end, not in the business, but move on from the business, both of you, for this to get resolved. I mean, talk about personal relationships having an impact on your business. I mean, that's, I don't think it gets any, any more, you know, yeah. uh, than that.
1: Yeah. And and the reflection of the failure for our ability to communicate effectively with each other, you know? Um, I mean, it really, you talk about why that business eventually had to be sold, um, it wasn't that we decided, you know, that it was because the timing was right. It was really came down to is we just couldn't communicate. And without that communication, you know, it was just a toxic place for both of us. Um, so.
0: You've had some time to reflect. Uh, you sold this business, um, I know at least over a year ago, was this, uh, more than that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The timeline was, uh, so we sold the business in June of 2015. Um, as part of the sale, I was able to spin out some assets in the team and form another business. Um, and then I had to stay and help the transition for 18 months. Um, so we, we were kind of broken apart as of around June, June, uh, 2015, but, um, I had to kind of stick around for another 18 months and then had another business that sold a few years later. So busy, busy times. But looking back, I mean, there's, I guess the point I
0: was going to make was you've had some time to at least reflect on how things went maybe more objectively than when you might've been in the middle of them. Uh, you mentioned Absolutely. Yeah, communication I, I, seemed like a big, a big thing. So I'd, I'd love to spend some time kind of, you know, learning from you, what are, what are the things that, people could do sooner or even that people could do before they even enter a partnership to keep this from happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it shook my confidence so much that it's something I talk to, you know, pretty much every entrepreneur I I, I meet uh, to hear what they've done, to hear what they've gone through. I was amazed how much my story resonated with things they had done. Um, so a lot of, you know, what I kind of look back at, at what I might've done differently is, um, is what they did, what worked for them, you know, the problems that I was too stressed to look at some of that type of stuff. But yeah, I spent a lot of time looking back and I, I started this website um, healthy business partnerships to try to get some of that down because it's been a bit uh, a therapeutic process to try to write out what I would do differently. um, And then try to start, you know, looking at why, what caused some breakdowns and what could have possibly helped um, around that.
0: So I'm curious, is there any advice uh, to prevent this? Uh, maybe let's start there. So if you have a partnership right now, what are some of the things that you would advise people to do to keep the relationship healthy and to keep communication open? Because I, I feel like, I mean, as somebody who's, I've, I've had a business partner for 20 years, and sometimes you kind of, uh, you know, it's like tending to anything and you kind of forget like, oh yeah, you know, we haven't had dinner for a while or we haven't like hung out for a while. We probably should do that even though it's not urgent. Um, what are the types of things that you, you kind of think back to that might've helped?
1: Yeah. The number one thing is really, uh, having a more formal plan, um, because usually your business partner, I mean, in our case, we were so close, you know, we probably, even that, I mean, we lived together. Uh, we knew each other very well. Like I said, we were as close as brothers. Um, but looking back and from talking to other people, like having a formal plan for how you're going to maintain your relationship, talk about the hard things, um, and really strengthen that bond uh, is so key. Um, because I, there's so many times when it gets stressful, it gets kind of pushed to the wayside. Oh, we're not going to do breakfast this week. Or when we do, we're just going to talk about, you know, not the deep stuff we're going to talk about the surface issues so so building a formal plan around that you know utterly key relationship that keeps your business going um, is is what i i talk about a lot because it's something that when i look back at what we did we got the company grew and our interactions grew more distant um, as well as both of us being bad at bringing that kind of thing up um, so we still talked you know probably twice a week super close about what was going on in their lives, but we didn't, we didn't touch some of that deeper stuff and we didn't challenge each other. And a formal, you know, some formality there might have felt very awkward. Um, but it also I think would have helped tremendously.
0: Formality about the plan or formality even in the the content of the interactions that you're
1: having? Both. Um so that formally we know that hey, every week we have this hour blocked out and that's to talk about what's going on with us, uh, and what's going on on a deep level with the business. Um, and if you need it, because often we do, like I, I grew up in the South. So, uh, usually you just kind of skate around hard issues. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I don't think that's
0: lo- I don't think that's just for people in the South. I think that's actually yeah, like a, a broader human problem, probably.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm even talking the, uh, the formality of awkward forms, um, like, for example, my business partner and I, we, we're better at it now, I think. But in the past, we had trouble saying some of these like deep worries, these deep fears, these deep things that were bothering us face to face, which is silly. But you gotta, you those are human weaknesses that take time to overcome. So I'm talking about even like silly formality of how to combat yourself and your business partner's uh, worst instincts. So it might be a piece of paper that is a template that when you get mad at your partner, you write it out. And you give it to them. Um, and it's got notes to remind you at the top that you just need to absorb this. They're not needing a response. Um, those kind of things where you're making a formal process for the bumps that you definitely are going to hit in a relationship like this. Um, I really I really think it's worthwhile to compare it to marriage. Um, and some of the, you know, like you can go to to some of the marriage, you know, type relationship advice and, and pretty much all of that can be just tweaked 10% and it applies just as well to business relationships. Um so I really think that there's vital importance in, in making some formal formal silly paperwork like that or an email template um, or even like just silly rules that the person gets to give you a yellow flag uh, when they're really upset um, and, and you have a set time to talk about it and you drop everything. Like some of that kind of stuff is just really important for breaking up um, what can be a downward spiral.
0: Hmm. So, So making this formal plan an email, you know, and also potentially having some conversation frameworks to help facilitate more difficult conversations, so that we don't stay kind of cocktail party and and not go okay. into the meat. Um, so having a formal plan is is one big thing. Um, what what else? I mean, so so and in, in maybe I don't know. Do you have an example of what a formal plan might look like at um, the Healthy Business Partnerships, or is that something that I don't know if we could share? Something or maybe I'll just make up something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there are there's a under your guide too. There's a big list on keeping your partnership healthy that sketches a lot of this out. Um, I tried to pull in some examples um, from other entrepreneurs that they shared those with me that what had helped them. Um, the, but yeah, that that really is is a lot of it. And the other part is just making sure you guys are on the same page. I think in terms of um, understanding that both of you are going to change dramatically over the over the. Time you have that business partnership, um, like that's that's one you know that they emphasize so much. I think my family um, and my relatives talk about that in marriage: is you're you're marrying this person, you're not marrying you know what they are now. They're going to change dramatically. Um, and I think it's something we we forget um, with a business partner. You know, you might you might get into a business with somebody who is highly technical and just wants to spend all day coding. Um, but five years from now, you know, they might decide, you know, they want to shift somewhere else. And, and part of getting into a business partnership with that person is that you need to respect that and support them uh, when that kind of change comes and let them explore that. Um, and I think that's something that, that a lot of people forget and causes a lot of, uh, of problems when you look at why businesses really hit big speed bumps uh, is because they forget that this person is is going to change over time.
0: I guess I'm trying to think about, um, as a, you know, if, if your business partner is changing, um, Mm -hmm. and it's not in the direction that you all have agreed on, um, how, how do you handle that as a business partner that maybe isn't undergoing change? I don't know if that happened. I mean, it sounds like it kind of happened for you guys. I mean, you were under incredible stress. He was changing. You weren't in at least that same way. Um, I guess, how do you handle that?
1: Yeah. And I think, and I think that's where some of the formal communication and just kind of lodging in your head that this person is going to change and that's okay. Mm. Um, and then you're, you know, a bit of it is you're along for the ride and that's supposed to be fun, even though it, it might be difficult at times that you, you shouldn't latch onto this view of them. You need to understand it's dynamic in their mind and, and kind of go with it. Um, so a lot of that I think though helps when you have a formal process to talk about it. Um it's a, it's a world of difference when if somebody's going through you know, significant life changes outside of work, um, you know, getting married, getting divorced, any of those kind of big things that usually create shockwaves in your personal life and those go to the business. But just if you have a formal way to tell them, hey, you know, like this is worrying me, you know, you're, you're different and so on. And I just need you to hear this. I don't need to do anything about it. I'm here to support you. I mean, that goes a long way in just letting the person know you're concerned, why you're concerned and that they don't need to do anything about it because you're still there for them. Um, but that helps quite a bit. Now there, there obviously is, if somebody is really acting badly, you know, obviously there are lines that can be crossed when, you know, things have to happen to reverse that behavior or to give them a break Um, or something on that but that really all boils down to being able to talk about those hard things and if you have this you know either formal processes to serve as a crutch for having those conversations or if you've put in this formal time you know every week to make sure that you have this quality time together to have those hard conversations like it's going to be a hundred x easier to have that incredibly difficult of hey you know you are there's something wrong you know You've got substance abuse, or this divorce is tearing you apart, and you're being an asshole to the team. Like that conversation is 100x easier when you've already been doing these things. When it's not quite as hard, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there are some listeners out there who are uh, in a situation right now with a with a business partner. And is there a point at which? I don't know if from your experience that it was like a a kind of a point of no return that you passed and that was kind of like, okay, this is going to end and I need to to figure this out. I mean, I'm just wondering from our listeners if they're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm in a business partnership. I don't know if this is something that I want to invest the time in to make it work. Um, is there any kind of advice or recommendations of things that you either did or that you've talked to other entrepreneurs about of how to help them through making that decision?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Cause in the moment, you know, you're full of stress and all this other thing. And then, and sometimes that stress makes you want to act very quickly and decisively. And sometimes it makes you shut down, you know, it really depends on the person. Um, I think some of the best advice uh, I got at the time was to take it slow, um, and to talk to a therapist or somebody one-on-one, uh, such as a business coach or somebody like that, because they they will help you gain some perspective on if you are acting out of instincts or if you're acting out of, you know, long-term good for yourself. Because what you don't want to happen is, is you know, your, your business partner gives you a slap in the face and you turn around and slap them right back just out of instinct. You want to actually think through what are you doing? What is, you know, this person, why are they acting this way? Do I really want to end, you know, an X-year relationship um, in a successful business just because of this? Um, For me in the moment, uh, which I was under a lot of stress, it really was about, I think, seven months in when I realized that I just didn't feel it was worthwhile to keep doing a business partnership um, when there was so much stress and negativity being heaped on me. Um, Mm. And after I, you know, after I went through a business coach and a little bit of a work with a therapist to gain some perspective, it was clear to me that I, you know, this was not healthy for me personally or professionally. Um, and it also didn't help that it was a good time to get out of the business, and I was like, "This is great. I'll, I'll get a clean clean slate. Maybe I can salvage this relationship I really value," um, and so on.
0: Any advice for people before uh, they get into a partnership? How to evaluate whether it's a good idea? I know you and I both have a similar story in that we became business partners with friends. Um, yeah. I know that's not always the case, but any insight for people that are considering a partnership uh, that something that they can do before they, quote unquote, get married, Um,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, and and a lot of people find it surprising, I actually just entered into another business partnership because when people hear my story... You just stole my
0: last question. uh. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I hear it so much. Um, So yeah, uh, I'm not in any way negative on business partnerships um, because they've been some of the most rewarding periods of my life and most rewarding work I've done. Um, and I, I, you know, I had a few bad years there that I really don't like, but I've also learned a lot from that. So yeah, in terms of uh, my, I'm working actually on a longer article on this, um, but my short advice is to trust your gut. So it's, it's spend some time together. And, and I mean like a, at least a weekend um, or, you know, several calls a week and just not only, you know, talking about the business and the ideas you guys might have. um, But also just personally, do you guys click well enough? Um, Now you don't have to get along in everything, but you know, does it feel right? Um, And I really trust my gut on those type of calls. Um, If it's feeling good, if I don't feel like I have a ton of worries, then the next step um, that I do is we talk about the nitty gritty of how decisions are going to be made. What types of rights, you know, we have as partners um, because any wa- you know any good lawyer when you form your LLC or your C Corp or so on Is going to walk you through what should be um, Something that requires unanimous consent and what's something that requires majority um, And how do you break decisions if it's you know, if you are doing a 50 50 partnership um, I, Something I would mention that I talk about on the site is I am not sure that I believe 50 50 partnerships are the best choice um, something that quite a few people talk to me um, is that even if you're both equal, is that possibly one person um, who's more the operations person takes a 51 uh, to 49 percentage role, um, which I'm, I'm trying to kind of gather some thoughts there. But the, the general idea is that reverses it from being a uh, argument about the direction to one person's job is to listen and make the decision and the other person gets to express their opinion. Um, and it kind of changes that dynamic because I think sometimes 50-50 um, can really f- present like, well, let's just argue, 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 um, and not not kind of that different relationship. But.
0: Hmm. So spending kind of dating a little bit before you get married, I think that yeah. makes, <laughs> makes sense. And then from a structural standpoint, uh, consider uh, a slightly, you know, one, one person's ownership you know, dictates who at the end of the day owns the decision about a direction that the business is going to head.
1: Yeah. And and at some point, I think it really is. It's always a leap of trust. Um, You're never going to make the perfect contract. You're never going to do anything like that. This person's going to change, you know, they, anything could happen. Um, And so in some ways it's always a a leap of trust and you're trusting this other person and, and uh, committing to kind of growing with them and figuring things out as you go.
0: We've mentioned your site, healthybusinesspartnerships.com. It has a handful of guides, I think, as you've called them. So these things that you've written to kind of help people through this. And I think it's been, it's insanely helpful. Um, what are some things that our listeners could find on that website? What are some of the resources that you have available right now? And what, what, what plans do you have for this project uh, in the future?
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's really been a therapeutic uh, process I've done slowly because it's been very hard to write some of this up and really think about it again. Um, I mean, I think uh, I did a guide to keeping your business partnership healthy, um, and it took me a couple months just to kind of process everything around that. So um, it's got some guides up. There's a lot more coming I'm trying to write. Um, if anybody wants to write something, uh, that would be great. Just reach out to me. Uh, the other thing is it has a, a Q&A section um, where you can answer anonymously. So it's got questions for people, you know, around how do you make decisions with your business partner when you disagree? Um, you know, what have you done in the past that helped when you're having disagreements? It's got a lot of questions that a lot of people have asked me um, and that I couldn't give answers to, um, but I'd love to see somebody browse and just provide some answers from their perspective. Um, but that's a that would be very helpful just for kind of the new community.
0: Very cool. Well, I, uh, uh, I look forward to reading more on that site. I know as somebody that has... A business partnership for a very long time that uh, you you probably can nurture the relationship and nurture your knowledge or insight about how just those types of basic relationships work because at the end of the day, I mean, if you can create some something better together as a as a as a team, you know, you, you're probably more likely to be successful than. Uh, if you're doing it on your own, and it sounds like you found that at some levels. I mean, you had a very successful company with the hosting business and it sounds like you're kicking off a new venture in the same uh, framework.
1: For sure. And, and it's just so rewarding too. I think uh, doing it by yourself is, is is great, but having a couple people is is. I don't know. It just, uh, it seems more fun. <laughs> we,
0: we didn't even talk about multi-partner relationships. Uh, yeah. and, and <laughs> maybe that's a different episode, but you know, yeah. we we're kind of talking about having one partner, but is there anything different in this uh, of having two or more?
1: I, I actually, um, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's easier and I don't have a lot of experience with, uh, multiple partnerships, but from talking to other people, a lot of people said that it was easier with three, and more than five gets chaotic. But the thing with three is, it's kind of a, it's more. Man, I have to listen and make my points because what it takes is two people agreeing, um, unless you have unanimous. So a lot of people said that three was easier in some ways because when you do 50 fifty-fifty, um, that's a lot scarier. Whereas if you have three people, it kind of turns it into like you're your own company's board, mm. um, and it's a it changes the dynamic. It becomes about listening and making your points. It's not just this well, what happens if one of us doesn't change our mind? It's, oh, I need to convince these other guys that this is the right path or, or Um, But you know what I mean? It's a, a lot of people talked about it really changed the dynamic of how they interacted.
0: Well, Ben, this has been uh, fascinating to hear your story and some of the uh, guidance you have on partnerships. Are you ready to uh, go to our lightning round? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, Think bigger.
0: Mm, Think bigger. That's good. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success?
1: Um, A deep caring about people uh, so that even when I make many mistakes, uh, they know that I care about them deeply and that usually smooths a lot of that over.
0: (laughs) And can you share an internet resource or tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I suffer from, uh, news overload and addiction. Uh, so the, the best one has been, uh, it's a website called Axios, A-X-I-O-S.com. Um, and they basically summarize the top stories. So, uh, you know, I can just go to that for 10 minutes a day and I'm pretty on top of everything. And that's really kind of helped me stop reading so much news.
0: And what book would you recommend and why?
1: Yes. Uh, killer of men by Christian Cameron. Um, it's, Amazing book. Uh, It's uh, based in 500 BC uh, in Greece, um, and it takes a historical figure and basically grows them up from age 12 to 40. Um, And it was so valuable for me because, um, you know, I'm kind of reaching towards the 40s and to watch this character develop and go through so many similar things uh, was just really therapeutic um, beyond being just an amazing book uh, about the time and some really big changes in the world.
0: Like, like certain things haven't changed that much kind of thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like getting older as a as a guy and the challenges you face, you know, physically uh, with regard to changes in career, uh, leaderships touched upon. It was just really cool to see this character develop. Um, not only in this book, there's four subsequent books. Um, but it's like you get to watch them grow up and, and reflect on yourself as you've grown up from age 12. Just super therapeutic.
0: Can you tell our audience uh, about how they can find out more about you or if there's anything that you have that they can check out?
1: Yeah, uh, just healthybusinesspartnerships.com. There's an about page. Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help anybody um, that's facing issues with their partner and they just want to talk about it um, or ask any questions. But that would be the best place.
0: Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you for stopping by the program today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Again, it's good to be back on our regular schedule. Tune in each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode.